Hello and welcome to episode two of Sticking Points with me, David Chislett, a creative activator based in the Netherlands. And you, who are you? I'm Jason Utah. I'm based in uh, Johannesburg, South Africa. All right, cool. So last week, Jason, we talked about creativity and this whole idea of joining the dots and how we can, well, how actually making anything new, I mean, new ideas, new processes, uh, new things. It's all about arranging existing information in new ways or maybe adding a little bit of new information to a whole bunch of old information. What the hell has that got to do with financial planning? Come on, now you tell me, because you wanted to do this one. How can being more creative possibly help you with financial planning? Okay. So last week's discussion, we went around and we also spoke about gathering dots. So we are we do have a certain amount of dots, and in order to get more creative, you start gathering dots. And the more dots that you start gathering, um, the clearer your picture becomes and you can move and get more creative with your ideas and with your um, whatever it might be to say, well, this is what I want to do. And you start gathering the dots and putting it in, in action. How does that relate to financial planning? You need to start off with the dots that you have. What are the dots that you have? And what would you back into gathering information? Well, what information is important to me and where do I want to actually move this to? So I'm not sure if that's making a whole lot of sense. Let me ask you a, 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 maybe a clarifying question then. If I think about financial planning, for me, existing dots would be existing financial vehicles like a savings account, investment, pension scheme, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that is that is part one. But uh, for me, the part that comes before that, generally you start at point zero, is what is actually your relationship to the dots? What is your relationship to the money that you have? And the reason I think that that is important is because if I had to ask you a question, and be honest, I'm going to ask you a question now. What is money? When I say the word money, what comes up? Well, my my. My modern response to that is freedom. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's what gives me the ability to do the things I want to do. So money is freedom. What else? Well, my old answer used to be money is evil. Yes. <laughs> Which explains a lot of my financial history, I think. So there's two sides to it. Number one, if I was your friend, we were friends, which hopefully we are, and you thought of me as evil. How would, we, how would we work as, how would this podcast work? How would we work in a relationship together? It would be difficult. <laughs> yeah. So if every time you saw me and your narrative was, oh, this guy's evil, we wouldn't be friends. Right. So part one of the dots is what is your narrative to the money? Because money, if it's evil to you, you're going to push it away. So how do you then go and gather those dots and say, well, money truly isn't evil? Money helps me, as you said, live the life that you want. The second the second thing you mentioned was your new relationship to money is money's freedom. Yeah. What if I said money isn't freedom and freedom's a choice? Poof. <laughs> You're going to have to unpack that one for me. So money can't be freedom. 
-hmm. Money is a piece of paper. And the piece of paper represents a certain amount of freedom that you can get with it. So money itself cannot be freedom. A lot of people come to me and they say, well, money is security. Security is a feeling. Freedom is a feeling. Money can't give that to you. Right. And where people get stuck and where we need to start gathering the dots and start getting creative is around the concept that money can help you do the things that you want to do. But it's until you free within yourself that it's going to assist you to do that. Right. Okay. So if we take my current attitude, which is, you know, a deliberate reprogramming of my more negative point of view, uh, money is not freedom. So then how is money helping me to be free in any way? And, and okay, I'm going to ask you that question. How is money helping you to be free in any way? Well, it means I don't have to, like my decisions about do I decide to buy a particular piece of equipment or go to a, a particular event, what have you, are much more simple decisions because I have cash available rather than, you know, oh my goodness me, now I need to juggle a whole bunch of things. I should probably be buying something else with that. Yeah. So what, 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 what happens in that situation is really a bunch of decisions that are coming up. So it's not so much the freedom. You got the freedom to actually walk around the streets and to go into coffee shops and have a cup of coffee and sit there and decide, well, do I need to buy these things or not? Obviously, the more money that you have, the more choices that you create of the things that you can or cannot buy. So it's not necessarily freedom and it's not necessarily um, the things that you can buy with it. However, the more that you have, the more options are available to you. So you feel like you're more free. However, it does not generate freedom. Generation of freedom comes with your mindset and it comes with the mindset of letting go of money. So currently you're sitting in the garden outside in the sun in the Netherlands. I'm sitting inside in a jacket and to me, it looks like you are pretty free. The wind's blowing, the sun's shining, and money's not doing that for you. No, it's not. That is very true. So when it comes to getting creative around money and your financial planning, for me, the first step is always to have a look at, number one, what is your narrative? Is money evil? If money's evil, are you going to be friends with it? Because you're not going to be friends with someone who's evil. Mm. You're not going to be friends with someone who, um, well, as you said, the root of all evil. What are the other things that come up? Money. I don't know. There was always negative narratives around money. Yeah. Have a look at that. And then have a look and say, well, what is money? Well, if money is freedom, understand that freedom is a choice. If money is security, security is a choice. And what are the choices that you truly want? And how much is money making that happen for you? Nine mm. times out of ten, it's not. Money's just the enabler. Right. Okay. So, wow. <laughs> now you've, you've got me stumped for words this time around. So if I want to be more creative around money, because essentially I want more abundance in my life, um, not just for myself, but for my family, 
and I, I've got, I'm a bit hooked up on this whole freedom idea. What what kind of creative leaps should I should I oh well not should I but are are available to me? You gave me an idea, and a client of mine actually just mentioned it before the call. That creative leaps happen when your mind is still. Yeah. When you slow down and you take a breath and you actually consider where you're at, that are the creative leaps that will move you into action. And that action will generate money and that money will then enable you to start buying the things that you want to do. So you one needs to slow down, consider where they're at, Take a breath, let your mind work, let your mind flow and step into action. And that action is then going to generate the results that you want. That's really interesting because, I mean, if I think about money, financial planning, I'm always thinking rationality, uh, do the maths, the the accounts, the keeping the books. You know, not for one second am I thinking any kind of unconscious discovery kind of process. And that's why I'm going to love this conversations with you going forward, because creativity and money, creativity and life fit so well together. Creativity is life. Right. Mm. So what is the takeaway here then for people who are listening into this? For me, it's about slowing down, slowing down, listening to your narratives, listening to the story you're telling yourself. And then ask yourself a simple question. Is that story true? Is money truly freedom? Is money truly evil? Or is it my thoughts around money? Is it my thoughts around freedom? What is the story that I'm telling myself? Slow down, take a breath, take some notes. And for me, that's part A. Right. And then we need to create a new story. Then we need to create a new story. And that's where you come in next week. Okay, challenge accepted. <laughs> if I don't get blown away by the wind in the meantime. Cool, Jason. I like that a lot. So, I mean, for me, that's, I like that. I would never have thought about my financial planning in a creative way at all. Not at all. I, I would have been much more about researching the widgets and figuring out which ones I felt most comfortable accessing and then making a plan around that. Not thinking, what's my story about money and then how do I make a plan that fits that? Yeah. So you mentioned last week, it was a very simple thing when I turned around and I said, well, I'm not creative. I can't sing. I can't write. I can't do art. Your response to that was singing, drawing pictures, writing poetry is a result of, and it's the same thing. So your financial plan is going to be a result of the feelings that you have towards it. All right. Cool. So next time we're going to look at different plans. Different plans, different ways of thinking. We'll just continue this conversation. All right. Cool. Jason, thank you very much. Thank you. And I'm jealous to see the sun shining. It's looking so, so magnificent. <laughs> it's a good day. No complaints. <laughs>